Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? up? Aloha. Oh, hi, girl. <laughs> Back from the aisles. David, the thought crossed my mind that I might just camp out and stay. I thought you were gone forever. Yeah, because I'm a surfing guy now. Oh, apparently. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how much surfing did you do? So, Kayla and I took a surfing lesson yeah. with uh, some other friends of ours. And so there was five of us out there with the <laughs> So you go to this little cove and, and it's, I mean, it's like straight out of a movie. Like yeah. the dude comes walking out and he's like super handsome, dark tan, long hair. Like, what's up guys? All right, man, you're here for your lesson. All right, well, we're going to go through some safety tips now. And like the way he went through it was like, you just wanted to be this guy's best friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you wished you were hanging out with this guy every day. Yeah. You know, he was like totally awesome. So he floats. So he goes out with you. So now for those of you who don't know me, I'm completely uncoordinated. Right. Like I thought to myself, there's zero chance, a 0% chance that Penn Ketchum stands up <laughs> on a surfboard unless it's laying in the parking lot. Right. <laughs> right. So we all go floating out there. And even then, it's not 100%. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Just, <laughs> still working on a fraction. There. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go. So the deal is he goes floating out with you. And then, you know, he, we, we did all the practice stuff on land, like what to do and everything. And then he, <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're learning to ride a bike and somebody, your dad or somebody runs along and pushes you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're doing it. You know, it's kind of like that. So you're sitting there waiting for a wave. And then he literally, he's on his board and he's holding on to the back of your board, pushing you and telling you like, okay, sit, you know, head up, arch. Okay. Get up, stand up, stand up, stand up. And then it took me, <laughs> it took most of us. One of the kids with us uh, is a gymnast Yeah, and she got it on the second wave. And then she stood up every single wave from there on out. But most of us, it took a little while. But once I got the hang of it, I got up like a few times. I'm not saying like anything, but here's the thing, David. I am officially here on the Pensino podcast announcing a career change. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, because I asked a dude whose name is Rory. <laughs> Oh, of course. Yeah. Rory. How could he be Rory. Named, How could it be anything else? It's right? not going to be Bob. No. <laughs> you know. No, Bob would never even hit the beach. <laughs> right. So I said, so I stood up like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many times I stood up. Four or five times. Right, right, right. You know, out of like, I don't know, 20, or, 20 or 30 waves. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I, I mean, I will say by the end, I was kind of getting the hang of it, mm. you know. Um, now, these are beginner waves. Like, I'm not trying to brag. or Anyway, so I'm doing great. And... I, I caught this wave and I stood up on it the whole way in until Whoa. the wave, like there was no more wave. So I paddled back, which is really hard. And I'm floating there with my new best friend, Rory. 
And I said, dude, does this make me, am I like a pro now? Am I a professional surfer? And he's like, absolutely. You should definitely quit your job. <laughs> so <laughs> he's got, he knows what he's talking about. I mean, about. he knows. He wouldn't lie to you. No, he's not going to just tell a me guy stuff. Named Rory <laughs> right. on a surfboard in the ocean <laughs> right. would only tell you the truth. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. So Bingo bongo. Right. It was great. And then I didn't do my race because now I'm a, I'm a professional surfer You're now. like, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Why would I race when I'm surfing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you did this race. I did do the race. Yeah. It was you awesome. You did do the race. Yeah. Yeah. And and you came in first. Right. First. Absolutely. Yeah. Of the pen catchums. Right. <laughs> of, the, of the men aged 50 to 55. From Lidditz. I came in first. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and you can't even say the men from Lidditz because it turned out there was another guy who I wasn't even on my radar. And I was Whoa. like, I mean, he's like 20 years old. He's like yeah. nobody I know. But anyway, yeah. So it was great. I mean, it was it was swimming in the Pacific Ocean. I had never done that before. Mm. I mean, real swimming. And uh, whew, as opposed to the fake swimming you normally do. Well, you know, when you're at the beach and you just kind of float around, yeah. you know, like I've been to the beach on the Pacific and I've played around and I, I guess I've probably swam, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> but like, this was like a mile, you swim a mile out, Ooh. you follow the buoys and yeah. like when you're standing, when I was standing on the shore, I saw where all the buoys were set up and I pulled over one of the officials and I was like, Hey, listen, Somebody's obviously made a huge yeah, mistake. This can't be right. <laughs> right. This is this has to be wrong. Bring that in. Right. But off on the horizon, there was this little tiny dot. And it was a ship. And that was the turnaround point. Those were the poachers. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's right. You get too close, they, yeah. they skin you. <laughs> right. I was like, did you measure? Are you sure? Like, did you, did you, because I feel like this is unrealistic. Yeah. The boat had a little, a little tiny motor going slowly, going further and further right. away. Right. Like, and the longer you guys you can, can make it, right. come on, come on. Just a little bit more. <laughs> you're almost, you're doing great. <laughs> I feel like I could never get there. Right. Oh my God. Um, so I did do the swim. I, I finally made it around the boat. It's 1.2 miles straight shot. And then you swim around this boat and it's 1.2 miles back. Wow. So you swim around the boat and you can't see the shore. I mean, you can barely make out the shore, you know, that you have to swim back to. And I was just dying. But And it's salt water, so you get that nice, like, yeah. stinging in the back of your throat. And it's like a free neti pot, you know. Free. Yeah. Well, right. So I get on there and then I did the bike and the bike was great, except that I was driving out, I was riding out to this turnaround and there was a strong headwind. Mm. So it made it really difficult. So then I hit the turnaround. It's a famous, in triathlon is famous, the Javi turn. So I got out to the Javi turnaround and turned around and the wind was still a headwind. <laughs> so it's, it changed. I, I don't know how that happens. <laughs> the island turns. <laughs> that must be what it was. Yeah. Somebody must have spun the island around yeah. once. We'll get him. Right. <laughs> I I swear to God, I'm not making this up. And I, I obviously some kind of sensation. Like, obviously, the wind can't blow both directions at once. But it, it is a weird feeling. Like, you definitely feel like the wind is working against you both directions. It's like the guys that used to walk uphill to school. Yeah. You know, both directions. Both directions. Yeah. In yeah. the middle of the snowstorm. Right. That's exactly yeah, how yeah, it felt. Yeah, yeah. Minus yeah. the snow, because it was 90 degrees. Right. Ugh. And then you ran? And then I completed the bike. Now, what's fun to note is that back in 2015, 
the first time I ever did an Ironman, um, at the conclusion of the bike, I saw Marley. <gasps> and I gave her a big hug oh. and proceeded to melt into a sobbing heap of tears, mm. crying, telling her, this is so hard. I can't go on. This is so hard, blah, blah, blah. And so I did – I was pleased to see Marley and just run right past. Yeah. Dropped my bike, off on the run. Off she, was like, she was like uh, – uh, peanuts walking. She doesn't need me. Right, <laughs> She's right. all sad. Yeah. So they were there. Marley and Amy and Kayla were all there. Wow. All the whole from the whole beginning game. of the swim, whole way through. I saw them out on the bike course. They're professional. They're seasoned spectators. Yeah. So that was great. Um, so we got out on the bike, came back, got out on the run, and the run was just hot. So the thing that I learned about Hawaii, uh, especially running through the volcano fields that I was running through is that when the sun goes down, the heat does not correspondingly drop. <laughs> so, and the humidity definitely doesn't drop. <clears throat> so you run out to this place, it's literally called the energy lab because it's so hot that they have all these science equipment to like try to harness the sun and develop energy out of it. Um, but I survived, I kept going, I dunked myself in every trash can full of ice water that I could find and somehow- People I'm throwing a lot of ice water out? Well, they have, they have aid stations, okay. right? And they keep the Gatorade cool. The bottle They hand out bottles of Gatorade or cups of Gatorade. But before they put it in a cup, it's in bottles. And they keep the bottles cool in trash cans full of ice. Okay. So me being a seasoned veteran Ironman, I know that that water, that ice turns to water and can be very refreshing. <laughs> so I did literally like dunk my head in the trash can. Wow. Yeah. And bathed in the ice water. <clears throat> but the thing that's crazy about it is... One week, or I'm sorry, like one minute later, I'm hot again. Right. Like I, I get all that ice and throw ice down my shirt. And you know that's really bad for you. Like you're an athlete. I figured that you would understand that you're not supposed to do that. Well, you are supposed to do that. You're supposed to do both. You're supposed to, because you mentioned that previously on a different show. And I, I didn't want to correct your body you. Heat up. No, because but you have to you have to cool yourself on the inside and then also have the perception. Because part of the problem with heat exhaustion is perception of heat exhaustion. Mm -hmm. If your body thinks it's hot, you know, it does all this stuff. So anyway, you're supposed to do both. You're supposed to drink and all, like, it would be bad to just cool off your outside without also hydrating your inside. And of course, and of course, ingesting sodium. And I was right. taking salt pills throughout the day and doing what I had to do. And then I made it across the finish line and there they all were screaming and yeah. having a blast. And they were like, come on down, let's go do something else. Yeah. We've so been, We've been doing what you wanted to do right. all day. All day. It's time for us to do what we wanted right. to. So get in the car, we're going surfing. You're right. Which is what we did. Right after the race. <laughs> the next day. Okay. Yeah. And that's where we met Rory. Yeah. The man. <laughs> it's awesome. Wow. But no, seriously, the race was great and the trip to Hawaii was amazing. I mean, it was surreal. It 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 met every. I had high expectations for the trip. You stayed that. You were there for like a week and a half. Well, nine days. Yeah, you yeah. were like, oh, I'm leaving on Thursday. I thought, oh, the race must be on Saturday. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, he must be back sometime this week. And they're like, oh no, he's racing on Thursday. No, see, here's the problem. I did not leave on Thursday. I was busy Thursday night. Oh. The Red Rose Film Festival had an event that I had to work. Um. Yeah, and then Friday night. Amy was presenting at um, the Pennsylvania chapter of a uh, occupational therapist. Oh my gosh, got to be there. So I went to yeah. support her for that. So I was right. busy Thursday and Friday. I didn't leave till Saturday. Wow. 
David's like, well, if he's not available for me, I guess he must be out of town. Yeah. No. <laughs> Clearly. Obviously. Clearly. Right. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. The worst part of my the worst part of my whole trip was not doing the show with you. I know. It was, yeah. it was rough. It was rough. Between me being sick and you being out of town. Yeah. People were jonesing. They were. I heard it from Tony Baloney. <laughs> he said he got the shakes. Swerving into the other side of the road. He, he didn't know what he was doing. And then somebody else said, that's what happens when I listen to the show. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's the same reaction. Right. So. We should start posting warnings with the show. Yeah. May cause problems. <laughs> May cause stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> you in or out. Right. It's happening. Right. Either <laughs> way, you don't stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're done for at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, I will say one last final thing about my trip is that I got off the plane in Philadelphia and I was so happy to be home. Yeah. And I'm so happy to be back. I actually was really excited to get back to my desk this morning. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of really exciting movies coming up. Yeah. Um, I booked, uh, I confirmed, we've talked about it on the show before that I was trying to get it. We're now confirmed that Lidditz will be getting Glass Onion. Oh, nice. Yeah. The, uh, yes. what's it called? The, what's the full title? A something mystery. A knives out mystery. A knives out mystery. Yeah. yeah. So we're getting glass onion and knives out mystery that will open for one week only mm. November 23rd. It's going to play in theaters for a week and then it plays nowhere for a week. Oh wow. And then it goes on Netflix. Interesting. Which I think is a really smart move. Yeah. 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 I like that too. Yeah. Build up the hype. Yeah. Totally. I got to say for someone who's so eager to get back here, you didn't ditch the Ron surf shop shirt or the <laughs> seashell necklace. Right. That's a choker. I guess I was, really right. I was so excited to get back. I didn't have time to change. Yeah. You did bleach blonde hair. <laughs> You're right. You like the blonde look. Yeah. I, I mean, Rory had an influence. <laughs> <Rory>. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh my word. Wow. Yeah. It was hot. You know what else is hot? <laughs> this news. What? Who <laughs> would have thought, dude? Yeah. You remember the Kingdom of? You remember the Planet of the Apes yeah. movies? They were pretty good, and they kind of we liked them. Yeah, and they ended. It was Whoa. weird. Or did they? Or did they? But they came to a they came to a satisfying ending. Right. Uh, Caesar died, and it was just the apes and like basically one girl. Well, now they're making the filming has begun. Uh, Westball is directing Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. They they put out one uh, production shot already, promotional shot. Um, I think this is like thirty or fifty years later or something. So it's all new characters. It is a sequel. It is in the same universe, but it's much further down the road. A la probably where we're used to Planet of the Apes taking place, maybe. I don't know if they're going to have clothes, Mm. but more, you know, like humans are more a forgotten thing, Mm. Mm. if I understand correctly. Like kind of, in Planet of the Apes, humans were so forgotten, they were like, what are these things, you know? So I don't I think it's going to be closer to that. Mm. So that's pretty exciting. Awesome. You know, it's really exciting. Mm. Do you remember, uh, oh, you better handle this one. I can't fake my way through this. You said exciting. Yeah. This is sad. This is. Do you need a moment? This is. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to. Cry. I have a big cry after. This I was episode. wondering why you brought the box of Kleenex to the show. Yeah, the tissues. I, I'm. I intend to. Yeah. Don't plan to go home because I need this office. Let to it cry. out. Yeah, Let it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Variety reports that Paramount has pulled the fourth movie in the Kelvin timeline reboot of Star Trek from its schedule after Matt Shankman. 
Mott. That's a hard. Mott. That's a tricky one because you don't yeah. see that name a lot. Mott? It's the spelling throws you off. It's M A T T. Yeah. Mott? Is it? Do you think it's Mott? mate? Well, mate. Matt would be just just M A T, right? Right. So it's Mott. I was thinking mate, but Mott. I'll go with Mott. Shockman. Mott Shockman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was poached by Marvel to direct Fantastic Four. Bastards! I know, how dare they pull him. What this really tells me is this movie was already not going to happen, otherwise Ooh. he wouldn't have gone to done gotcha. to do Fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. Four. You yeah. know? He wouldn't have bailed. Right. Speaking of Fantastic Four, and th- I'm not trying to like leave this topic, oh. I-, I feel like it's no, sort it's, of a yeah. joint thing. It's like yeah. today... Yeah, there was a lot of news about movies being moved, including Fantastic Four. Right. What do you make of all that? Um, like, do you think this is? Do you think the move was triggered by this, or do you think this was triggered? Like, did they have to move it to allow for Mott to get into the timeline to have enough time to make the movie? So, Trailer Master Neeson sent us the link to yep. this, and I didn't have a chance to go over it and get it on the notes. So. I don't want to brag, but I had actually already read the article. Yeah, I had, I had heard some stuff about it. Uh, the way that I look at it as, I don't know for sure, yeah. but I saw it as Disney Marvel's under a lot of scrutiny for crunch Yes, and the treatment of their, yes. and, and especially with She-Hulk, like yes. things not looking as good as they could. I think they are just like, we need a little bit more time to make these movies. I completely agree. You have a little more specific. Uh, here's a good word. You ready? Oh. You have a little more specificity <gasps> in your take on this story. But my take, which was basically from the same book, was none of the news. How do I want to say this? Everything that was moved yeah. was already so far out. It I took matter. it. Yeah, I took yeah. it just as like fine-tuning. Right. You know, like just like, oh, so instead of September of 2024, now it's going to be November of 2024. Right. And there were some topics, including the last Avengers movie, which was like instead of December of 25, it's going to be May of 26. Or or, those aren't the accurate months, but it's something like that. Instead of late 25, it's going to be summer 26 or whatever. And like, I'm kind of like, okay, that's interesting. And and that's nice to note. But like, who cares? Yeah. And I think that so they, they put out the roadmap at D23. Right. Right. And I think people look at that as like concrete. Right. And I, I think we need to remember that it's not. Right. It's very probably close. That's something they're aiming for. But so for one thing, Blade was recently put on hold because they, they, they're having trouble finding a director. Mm. And it was supposed to start filming. Mm. But it's been, I don't know, I don't want to call it shelved, but they're, they're working on it. Yeah. It's not, they're, but it's good that they're not like, I think in a different time, they might be like, well, let's just start filming and we'll figure out the director. Like, we'll get somebody to cover it. They're like, no, let's wait until we find the right person. How could you start filming without a director? You have assistant directors and stuff that, huh, okay. That like, you, you know, you film the small things. And, that sounds like a disaster. Or you, or you start on production. Okay. And, and you know, you do things that the B-roll, the, you know, set design and that kind of stuff. I may be naive. Yeah. But I, f- I felt like all of that stuff comes from the director's vision for the film. It does in most situations, but I think in some uh, established franchise things mm. that there are certain things that okay. the producers push forward. 
also, there was a director involved before, so they could work off of an mm. old vision and think, oh, well, we'll adapt it. I mean, it's not unheard of yeah. to, to start a movie without a director and then, I mean, it doesn't go long without right. a director. But. I think that's a bad sign. Yeah. So I think it's a good sign that they stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I gotcha. So that happened. Um, what else? What else? We, oh, the other thing that could be involved with moving stuff around is, do you remember uh, Armor Wars? Vaguely. Okay. So not this D23, but I think the one before they released like all the shows coming out. And one of the Disney plus shows was armor wars starring, you know, roadie war machine. And I guess the idea is that a bunch of people get schematics and start making copycats of Tony's suits and Ironheart was supposed to be in it. Ironheart has her own show coming. Yep. That's going to be a movie now. It's no longer a Disney plus show good news yeah so the schedule has to change for that yeah because with everything being connected it has to come at the appropriate time right and so if they've got to make room in their movie schedule for a new movie things are going to move yeah that's it speaking of moving craven mm. the hunter and madam webb are both delayed um were either of these movies on your radar yes both they are of them part of the venom crap verse from oh, the venom crap first well one was moved to uh, October of next year, and Madam Web was moved to February 2024. Perfect timing for your typical Valentine's Day release. This is not a Valentine's movie, but sure. Madam Web? Yeah, so Craven the Hunter. Madam is... Web hooks up with Venom, and then <sighs> it's like could things couldn't be going better. And then. Until they realize, oh, wait a minute. Uh, wait. We're in the crap first. <laughs> We're in the crap. And then the third act is their attempts to escape and escape flee it. from the crap first. And Sony's like, hell no. And at the end of the movie, it rolls the backwards Marvel logo, like the comic book pages flapping, except it's it's going backwards. And, and they're like, yeah. we're in the reverse verse. Right, exactly. <laughs> See, what could be more romantic than that? That's true. That's true. How, a, a reverse romance. Right. Instantly in love, right. and then you, you fall apart. Lady Gaga sang the title track, uh, not reverse romance, bad romance. Mm. So. so Craven the Hunter is typically a villain. Let me rephrase that. He is a villain of Spider-Man. So here's another movie with a villain as the head. And then Madam Web is a character that is, she oversees kind of the multiverse. They call it the Spider-Verse. So it's the multiverse of Spider-Man specifically. So all the different Spider-Man. Now this is going to be a female Spider-Man, Spider-Woman team of of characters different versions of spider-based female characters not necessarily female spider-man but different is she the one with the big white eyes and the white cape she's big white eyes and big white hair but this this version is going to be a different version of her roger that okay yeah. so we i mean are we writing these off completely because they're in the venom verse yeah we'll see yeah give it time I still like my rom-com idea for Madam Web. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's only a matter of time till they make that. Maybe anyway. I should send an email. You sh- I mean, yeah. it's pushed back, so maybe right. they're looking for a better <laughs> script. <laughs> hey. And you could, you could do the treatment. <laughs> All right. So this one I wanted to talk about, it's not coming to theaters, right? Right. But I feel like it's important <laughs> to talk got about this. this grin on his face like he knows he's stirring the pot. Yeah. Do you remember the movie Bring It On? Yes, I do. 
It was dancing. Yeah, it was popular for its time. It was, it was a big movie. Relative, I mean, it was a legit. Yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. totes, totes, totes. And then there was Bring It On Two, mm, of course. And subsequently, I think a third one uh, might have been TV. Maybe. And well, then they went to TV. Okay. And there's been a couple. Yeah. Bring it on this. Bring right. it on that. <clears throat> I'm looking at you, Pan, and you're like, where could they go with the story? How many mm. times can they tell the same story about people right. bringing it on? Right. Like. It's been brought. <laughs> it's already on. Dude. Right. What about right. what about taking it off? Right. The real sequel I want to see. Right. Take it off so that you can bring it back on. <laughs> bring it on, send it away. Right. Right. That's yeah. the sequel title. <laughs> well, this no. movie about cheerleaders, this comedy, sci-fi has released a teaser for the first horror entry in the film and the Bring It On franchise. And this is going to be a Horror. Bring horror. it on. Horror? Horror. Oh, that sounds awful. You know what that yeah. sounds? Sounds horrible. You you don't want to bring on the horror? Have they, has anybody ever, I don't think so. Challenge to our listeners, podcast at pencinema.com. Yeah. If a franchise, any given franchise ever, has ever tried to shift genres. And worked? And it worked. So it starts out as a comedy and goes to horror, or starts as horror and goes to a comedy. Starts as a Army drama. Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness? What, what's that? You know, you, that goes to Shaun of the Dead? No, Army of Darkness <laughs> was uh, Evil Dead. Okay. Evil Dead 2. Then Army of Darkness, which is a clear comedy. Oh, I never saw it. And then now their Evil Dead is just a com is, is a horror comedy. And it's like a TV series. Okay. So maybe... You never seen Evil Army of Darkness? I've never seen Evil Dead either. Okay, well, I haven't watched the Evil Dead movies. I've not there. seen Army of Darkness. Bruce Campbell, he's got uh, he's got the chainsaw for a hand. Okay. If you're up for a late '80s, early '90s wild wacky ride. comedy, yeah, don't watch any of the others. You don't have to watch the others. Okay, just watch Army of Darkness. A guy gets he's working at a convenience store or at a at a department store. It's attacked by a demon and thrown back in time. <laughs> Just him, his his chainsaw hand, or his chain his hand. Well, he his hand gets infected with evil. Oh sure, so he has to cut it off. Right, and then he ties a chainsaw to his hand. Perfect. So what else would you do? Right, he's got a chainsaw hand. Right, and he has to fight. How are you going to cut your bagel? Right, he has to fight. They're called deadites from the Book of the Dead. So skeleton guys. At one point, his body gets infected and like. An evil version of himself grows off of himself. It's hilarious. He's just trying to, and he's he's got a shotgun and the chainsaw, and he's like, "This is my boomstick." That's it. When we're done, I'm showing you the trailer, just so you know. I, the only thing I love better than that is when people say, "Just so you know." Yeah, just, just so, so you, you know. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't miss. Bring it on. The horror movie. They didn't, right. they didn't see I can't the wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm yeah, completely yeah. on board. You know what else I'm on board with? What? A new Ghost Rider. Who would play Ghost Rider, though? I mean, I would. I would be willing to. You have the hair for it now. Yeah, obviously. A bleach blonde. <laughs> right. Surfer. Seashell necklace. Yeah. The Hawaiian shirt. Sup, dude? Yeah, man. What's up, man? <laughs> I'm the Ghost Rider, yeah? So I would be on Ride the list. wave. I would be on the list of people who are willing. Let's let's go down the list. Who else is on the Wait, list? If the Ghost Rider was a surfer, right? Would the surfer would the waves turn into flames? 
<laughs> I would assume. I right? Mean, goes. I thought that was obvious. Okay, just checking. Yeah. 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 Who else Who, has played a surfer in the past? A surfer? Yeah. Um, oh, well, Point Break. There's that great oh. Point Break movie with um, uh, mm. who's the good-looking guy from Dirty Dancing? The, Kevin Bacon. No, 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 no. The good-looking guy. Oh. Keanu Reeves? No, the, the other guy in Dirty Dancing. Oh, and he, he was in Roadhouse. Oh. Do you know who I mean? Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I said good-looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, who is it? Who's the guy from... Patrick Swayze? Yes, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played a surfer in Point Break. He would be great in yeah. Ghost Rider. But, but I, there was another surfer in that movie. Him. Yeah, the other surfer. Maybe. Who was the other surfer? That was Keanu? Keanu. Keanu. No, I think, I think it's pronounced Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves has said that he wants to join the... the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he would be he would play Ghost Rider. Now, if you want, you can just insert here yeah. my comments from episode two when we reported people who are willing. <laughs> David, I'd like to join the freaking MCU too. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a stupid. Pen, who would you play in the MCU? Oh, my God. You pick a character that's not been picked before. Oh, I can't. Do you even I, know? I don't. I don't, don't. have. I don't have a good enough. Never would. Yeah, Never but could. you know who I would. I no. would pick Iron Man. You already are. I'm, first Iron of all, because I'm already an Iron Man, but yeah. I would like to be Iron Man because I've always, even before I, I was doing triathlon, I thought that Iron Man was the coolest. Before that race, or that race was actually yeah. to, to see who could play the next right. Iron Man. <laughs> Too bad I came in 867th. <laughs> You're on the list, though. <laughs> I am on the list. <laughs> and short list. And let Do the record reflect. Take, yeah. I don't know if I've yeah. ever shared this with what? you, but I mean, we, if we can just get real for a minute. <laughs> If I can make myself vulnerable. Okay, for please. No, wait, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get. Are you going to sit down? No, no jokes. No, yeah, no, yeah, this okay. is cereal. This is completely cereal. Total cereal. Hi, Ben. I also want to join the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What? Yes. Yes. What? I would love to be a multi-zillion dollar action superhero. Is this new? <laughs> yes, this is this is an epiphany I had while I was surfing with <laughs> Rory. <laughs> I was hey like, man, let hey, me Rory, tell you. <laughs> you know what? Listen, man, I think I would make a great superhero. <laughs> yeah, man, you should quit your day job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rory might be the best life coach you've ever had. Yes. Let me tell you, I want to add another detail to yeah. help paint the picture. Mm. While he was surfing. And teaching us how to surf. Yeah. In the ocean, on a surfboard, he was wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Come on. Gotta protect your eyes, man. <laughs> He's so chill. He knew he wouldn't be wiping out or like, you know. Yeah. No way. Not him. Not him, man. He's never hit the water in his life. The only thing that would have been better would be if I was out there with Rory while the sun was setting. <laughs> like, endless summer poster. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Meanwhile, the girls are so jealous on the beach. Right. I want to know Rory. Right. Oh, my gosh. All right. So where were we? Quano Reeves wants to join the multiverse cinematic. Quano Reeves. And meanwhile, Deadpool 3, speaking of MCU, Deadpool 3 announced Hugh Jackman is going to be in it. Isn't that old news? Yeah. Didn't we talk about that last week? Nah, dog. You weren't, you weren't around last week Bruh. when it was announced. Bruh, I was catching waves. Yeah, man. You were catching them waves, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see how it was announced? 
Yeah, but I forget. It's uh, it's um, Ryan Reynolds is like on his couch. He's like, we're just out of ideas. Oh yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. And Hugh Jackman walks by in the background. He's like, hey, you want to be in, in Deadpool three? He's like, yeah, whatever. All right. <laughs> yeah. Now there's all this speculation about what could be mm. that he might not be playing Wolverine. Oh, that maybe he's playing Hugh Jackman. And Deadpool is like, you're Wolverine. He's like, I'm just an actor. Because, you know, the multiverse yes. exists now. Yes. So he might not be. Right. Oh, that would be cool. The Wolverine. That would be expect. super cool. Yeah. And so that he pulls him along. Right. Expecting him to be something that right. he's not. <laughs> right. Which is a theme that we can all relate to. Right. So personal. Right. Like Boy, that I time that heavy. Rory took you out. I got heavy the there quick, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's oh, this man, coming that's... from? <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of expendable people, the expendables for, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that because we love Ryan oh. Reynolds and yeah. Hugh Jackman. For reals. They're, that, I'm, I'm excited for Deadpool 3. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In other news, uh, the expendables for, uh, is opening uh, has an official date? Yeah, September twenty second of next year. That's crazy, and you know this is uh, along the lines of these things. When you think of Sly, yeah, what do you think? Rocky. Yeah, but but when you envision him in your head, yeah, like especially Expendables, right? What kind of build do you expect this guy to have? Big, heavy, muscular Huge. guy. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I just watched Rocky three. Yeah. The dude is skinny as can be. He's got like nothing to him. In Rocky Three or in, in Rocky in, Three. Yeah, okay. He was like and even they're like, yeah, yo, he's so skinny. He's yeah, barely you're even you're a heavyweight. Right. You're right. And I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. yeah. How dare he? They're messing with your Betray mental images. My perception of his body? Right. Weren't we, weren't we just talking about struggling with other people's expectations of you? Yeah. So, I mean, even Rocky himself can relate because here he is minding his own business, yeah. trying to be his best self and live his best life. And I'm over here And there you are judging. projecting your expectations yeah. onto his performance. It's just sad that my projections are the right ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's I, off. I wish he could live up to your expectations. So you and his people, mom. So many people do. Right. Right? So many people do. <laughs> Back to Ryan Reynolds. Right, you just won't let this guy go. You are I, obsessed, dude. I can't. I'll never let Ryan Reynolds go. <laughs> never gonna let you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what was that? Hold on. I feel like we just had a track play. <laughs> what was that? I want to make sure the copyright infringement doesn't happen. So Ryan Reynolds is working on a documentary about comedian legend John Candy. I love it. I love John Candy. John Candy was like my go-to comedian growing up. Mm. So good. I think I, I think it's weird that we haven't ever had any, well, not say ever, but I've never heard of any like big retrospective John Candy things happening in the last couple of years. You'd think that you'd hear more about it. Absolutely. I think that John Candy is worthy I mean, I guess it's easier with rock stars because you have that built-in soundtrack that sells the movie. Yeah. But, like, John Candy is every bit as worthy as Elvis, uh, Queen. Yeah. Who's the, who am I thinking of? I guess the thing is is that he well, – I don't know for sure because I don't know his life, which yeah. is why I'd want to see this. But from my understanding is he maybe didn't have – a lot of the times you need a tragic story. 
right. for these things to work. Right, right, right. And from my understanding is that he didn't have a tragic right. – it wasn't quite, you know, the same. Yeah, I hear you. you know, he struggled with his weight and health and stuff, and I think that's why eventually he passed. But uh-huh. I don't think it was drugs. Right, right. But – so. You got to struggle with drugs. Yeah, I mean, that's a kind of a sad commentary, but it's kind of true. You know what like, that tells you? If you want anyone to remember you, right, go out. You have to do drugs. Right. You heard it here if first. If you want any chance of uh, immortality. Right. Yeah. Do drugs, go out on a high. Yeah. You know what Rory told me? What? Just chill, man. Just chill. Quit your day job, <laughs> Just man. Relax, Just relax, man. Chill. Yeah. Just chill, dude. All right. Last bit of news here. Oh, I love this. This is the news of the day. This is actually my favorite news of the day. Yes. Detective Hercule Poirot. Hercule Poirot. Yeah. We'll soon have another mystery to solve in a haunting Haunting. in Venice. So we had Death on a Nile. Death on the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express. (laughs) Yeah. Death on a Nile. (laughs) (laughs) Murder on the Orient Express. (laughs) <laughs> now I have a haunted myth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, if not professional. Right. <laughs> what do you have to be to be a good cop podcaster? Articulate. <laughs> That's true. Right. You have to know how to pronunciate right. your right. words. You have to be smart, yeah. quick on your feet. We got a team of people right. behind us making sure these right. puppets' bodies work. Right. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I think I just want to say I think the vocal exercises that we do at the beginning of each step <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> have been really helping. <laughs> and we do it in the lobby in front of everybody. Yeah, and I think Mottsworth, uh, his his exercises have been the best. Mott. Mott. Yeah. The- the applesauce guy? No, the <laughs> our intern. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, he's been really yeah, helping yeah, with yeah, those yeah. exercises. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ever uh, since that awkward moment when I called him Matt. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, he's like, uh, excuse me, Penn. There are two T's. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mott. You know, Mott you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so what? We're getting a new Agatha Christie movie with uh, what's his face? Yeah. Hercule Poirot. Hercule Poirot, which I think is great. Keep them coming. This is amazing. I yeah. love this. And that's all the news fit to print. Whoa. You nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> Penn's running without headset. Yeah. So he doesn't know when the sounds are coming. Right, but it doesn't stop me from dancing. He did the dance and he finished like pretty much on point. Not going to keep me down. No. Can't. He's so that was the all the news. The uh, there, can I add a bonus piece of news for no extra charge? Song. <laughs> you already played this. Can you unplay it? Hold on. David, can you? <laughs> this just in. <laughs> right. Can you unring that bell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this just in. David Moulton unrings the bell. <laughs> <laughs> in other news, Penn has something to say. <laughs> no, no, no. Just a little tiny yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. side note. Okay. Puss in Boots. <gasps> Opens in December. No. Super exciting. But if you live near Lidditz, Pennsylvania, you can see it on November 26th, the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. One show only at 2 p.m. Tickets don't go on sale till November, so don't don't worry about it right away. But, yeah, so we we got a sneak sneak peek peek. like two or three weeks early. 
for Puss in Boots in, here in Lidditz. 2 a.m. in the morning. 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's a little less exciting. <laughs> the, the riffraff can come then. Right. You know? Right. You got to make it special. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's my little, I wanted to, oh. I was excited about that. Are we done with the news now, though? Yes, please. Okay, hold on. <laughs> that's all the news fit to print. <laughs> For real this time. We have some good trailers in our trailer section this week. You know... I don't think... There was only one trailer on here that was... Two trailers on here that were legit bad. Yeah. There were two bad trailers, and one that if you had to categorize it, you would you would categorize it as bad. The rest were really good. That's what's crazy. Yeah. Because there's a lot... And we took a trailer off here that was actually really good. Did you see... Is it coming? To, no. It's not. I ran out of time. Okay. It was... Uh, uh, run, darling. I think it's Run, darling. Run, runner. sweetheart, run. Is it related to Run, Fat Boy, Run? The sequel. Is it? Are you no. being? Are you messing no, with me? I'm messing with you. Okay. Yeah, but it looked really. The trailer was really good, but it was unclear if it was coming to theaters or just Prime Video. We decided it was a TV show, so we yeah, didn't review it. So we didn't. Uh, we're going to start this off with what looks to be a horror movie that I would actually go see. And I don't usually say that. Right. It's called Megan, and the E is a three, so Mithrigan. It's, it's, uh. Mithrigan. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right, that's Mithrigan. pretty good. But it stands for something. It's like the third, it's like uh, mechanical it's three generation. Model three. Model three generation. Something, something. Yeah. And android, something android. Nerd. Something, nurse or something, yeah. yeah. And so anyway, so Megan stands for something. And this is a typical horror movie based on the concept of like Chucky. Like, yeah. like a, it's like an AI, it's like a doll that comes to life and tortures, but there's an interesting twist to it because it has very advanced artificial intelligence. Right. And it's and, given very simple parameters. Right. And as it grows in, with intelligence, it bounces off of those parameters and kills and, people. And <laughs> makes judgments based on them. Even though, So the parameters don't grow to fit its intelligence. Right. And as a result, it becomes deadly. Uh, it looks great and bad at the same time. Like, it looks good, but then the dance scenes in the hallway, you're like, yeah. mm, uh, is that really going to be funny in the movie, or is it just funny right now? Right. But there's a great moment where there's a bully who's, like, kind of picking on the doll. Yeah. And then the doll, like, straightens itself up and is, like, you can, like, the, the context is that the doll's about to beat the shit out of the boy yeah. and the doll like looks at him and real deadpan says you should run yeah I did laugh or my, says you should probably run now the, the, my my thoughts were so the, the it's like a preteen girl right and then the doll's supposed to be around her friend like around the same age and they're sitting at the at the dinner table and she, the mom's like eat your vegetables and the doll's like Megan's like something, something vegetables. If you force them, they won't eat them as adults. Recent studies have shown. Yeah. And the mom says, Megan, turn off. And Megan goes, I thought we were having a conversation. And I said, oh, she's a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> she grew. Oh my God. She grew. <laughs> yeah. I think it looks all right. Comes out, yeah, yeah, comes yeah, out in January. Yeah. That alone tells you something. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I would watch it. Let's see what else is out that week. Yeah, but if there's nothing else out, <laughs> we might be watching yeah. that movie. All right, I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The next trailer, I think, is... Oh, man. I I think it's trailer of the week by default. Ooh. What do you think? It's 
not my trailer of the week. It's not? It's a great trailer. We're talking about Wakanda Forever, trailer number two. It's my trailer of the week either. And it's a great trailer. And and when the first trailer dropped, it was easily our trailer of the week. Almost trailer. Maybe trailer of the year. Could still be trailer of the year. Yeah. It's not my trailer of the week for a couple different reasons. There's two trailers that I think are better. And there's another trailer that was such a surprise that I almost like. Yeah. I almost want to give that. But anyway, so let's talk about Wakanda Forever trailer number two. So we get to see Neymar. Flying, using his little wings on his feet, which is great. I wasn't wondering if he was yep. going to use them. We got a little bit more of the story. The thing here's the thing with this. Now they held off on Wakanda Forever trailer for a long time, not as long as Thor, but they held off on a long time. And then they released one of the greatest trailers that they've done. I wish that that was the only trailer they yeah, made. Yeah, I agree. I wish I, I agree. this trailer should have come out. After the movie. Not that it necessarily spoiled too much. I mean, we did get to see Ironheart's suit, which was cool. But, like, I think I would have liked to have been surprised. The other thing is they show a female Black Panther. And, which is cool, whatever. But before it was a guy, it looked like a guy from behind. And there's, like, more mystery. I think there's going to be multiple Black Panthers Mm. in this. I think either A... Someone's going to become Black Panther and then die and then get replaced again, or they're going to decide to share the mantle mm. with multiple people. And I'm here for both of those angles. Yeah, I don't. I don't care who Black Panther is. I, whatever. Yeah. No, but, I, I. I think that's a pretty good take. Um, but I agree with what you said about that first trailer should have just played till November 10th. Yeah, it was so good and keeps the hype. Tickets are on sale. Tickets are selling like hotcakes. Right rocking right it's a good thing you also sell hotcakes so you can compare them right oh yeah, yeah. yeah well you, we got the hot cake division right you know and we, you know and we keep up division. with those guys yeah i have to tell you something though just between the two of us oh. like the guys at the hot cake division yeah very high maintenance <laughs> i bet <laughs> they're all the time with the cooking and the recipes and the, the, the eggs yeah yeah syrup eggs butter jeez yeah you think the chickens want anything to do with your hotcakes? I spoiler no. alert, no, they no. don't. They don't. No. I don't have eggs from chicken. I only get my eggs from the store. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know? Uh the next trailer is not my trailer of the week, but this is the one that was so nicely surprising. So we're talking about a movie called Violent A Violent Night. I'm gonna give this my trailer of the week. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. was this was really good. Because when we when I queued it up, I was like, "Oh, here we go, another another movie about bad Santa Claus." Like, "Oh, right. Santa Claus is a bad like he's drinking in the bar and he's kind of gruff looking." And um, but even before I realized how good this looked, that scene of him in the bar was really good. Yeah, it was really well done, and that really opened my eyes to like maybe this is like gonna be great. Yeah, the one Santa's like, I've been doing this for three years. How long have you been doing? It? He's like, I kind of originated the whole thing. I've been pretty much here all along. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So there's so there's a Santa Claus in the bar with other guys dressed up as Santa Claus, but it's clear. Uh, that this is actually Santa Claus. And then, meanwhile, there's some drama about some family getting robbed. Anyway, I, I don't completely understand the plot, who's who, but it it stars David Harbour from Stranger Things right. as Santa Claus, and it looks this trailer looks amazing. Santa's delivering gifts to a family in the midst of them getting robbed, and the people attack Santa. But the girl with the 
who has the direct line to Santa Claus, is yeah. she in the family that's getting robbed? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's only one house involved. Right. Okay. Well, this is still, nonetheless, it looks amazing. It looks great. And yeah. it's made by the same people who did Nobody. So if you like the action in Nobody, expect similar type over the top. And weird uh, home alone type shenanigans. They did they did nobody and they did bullet train. Right. Yeah. Bullet train was good too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that kind so of So this action. this movie all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh, and it comes out December 2nd, which is not a competitive weekend. Right. So it's going to be fun and it'll hold. It'll still be playing like around Christmas time. Yeah. And it'll be a great like third or fourth it's Christmas pick. day movie. Yeah. Get the kids, bring them out and yeah. see Violent Night. All right. Next movie is called Halloween Ends. It's does based it, on does the, it though? It's based on the series Hall- Halloween, starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers, the villain. <sighs> <laughs> we have avoided talking about this. I think this movie has had other trailers, and we've kind of glossed over them. I'm so bored. I can't even stand it. And then in the trailer, Jamie Lee Curtis is like, "Maybe he'll only die if I die," and yeah. I'm like, "No, nah, no." Nah. When she said that, I thought to myself, great. Yeah. Please. Finally. Right. These movies are so generically the same. I cannot tell you how many there have been since Jamie Lee Curtis's comeback. Like, Not to mention how many there were before. Right. 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 But in the modern era Halloween movies, this right. is either three or four. It's There's been two. All right. So we, some, all right, we sometimes judge movies based on how we think the movie is. Yeah. And then we also judge trailers on how the trailer is. Right. And I will say one interesting thing about this trailer. Towards the end of the trailer, they started showing Jamie Lee Curtis and I think a young Jamie Lee Curtis, like a flat, a girl who's supposed to be her 30 years ago or whatever. Right. And the sort of um, mirroring of images, like her leaning up against the door and then her younger self leaning up against the door, the exact same pose. Like the, It was like a little bit interesting. It's not a bad trailer. It's just not an interesting story anymore. Right, right. The movie, the he, oh, here's a way of saying it. Mm. The trailer looks better than the movie. Bingo, bongo, right on the money. Bingo, bongo, moving on. Yeah. Now, this one, Super Mario opens on Kayla's birthday. What? Yeah. A couple years ago, she asked me, I said, what do you want for your birthday? And she said, all I want for my birthday is a Super Mario movie. An animated. Yeah. And it took me a little while to get there, but we got it done. And April 7th, Kayla will be turning 21. Did she say who she wanted to star in it? She said, Crispy Rat. Yeah, she said, Crispy Rat needs to do the voice of Mario. And you're like, I don't know how that'll play, yeah. but I'll do it. I'll do it. For you. For you, for your 21st. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't gone over great. No, people have not had positive opinions. I don't want to name names. Yeah. But at least one of our listeners had such response to this that she generated... Multiple <laughs> emails. <laughs> it's it's like you ever heard that comedian like the wife is yelling and yelling and yelling and then like she's calling you all these names and then she draws a breath to call you another name and she says and you thought I was done <laughs> right that's basically yeah. Frodo right and then she sent another email with you know even more right <laughs> you know and then she sent another email this is what other people are saying about it. Yeah, and like they said. Now i i want to I want to go out on an island here, <gasps> Hawaii. Well, now that I've got the blonde hair, yeah, you could. You be, know, you're basically I'm just saying. you're basically native. Right. Yeah. Did I tell you that Rory told me I could? I was a pro. Yeah. 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 
So well, I mean, and you have your board here. <laughs> right. I'm surprised you're even sticking around. I thought you're just going to cut some waves like right now. <laughs> I didn't want to brag, but as long as he brought it up, I've been doing this show this whole time, standing on the board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little awkward because I'm sitting. It was super awkward, but the the real awkward part is the tub that I had to build. <laughs> and fill with the wave machine. Yeah, the tub that I had to build and fill with water. <laughs> so that I could stand and yeah. surf the whole entire. It's really show. elaborate. Yeah, but it took you, a lot of work. You done David, did it, son. My commitment to this show knows no bounds. Literally, we've been through that before, and this just proves it once again you're amazing you know what? I, don't, I don't even know how you keep the mic in front of you like that but you've just well, such great balance mad skills and i'm yeah. wearing sunglasses just like rory I'm just right. and i'm like it's nighttime you know where i got the idea where i mean I'm, i'll give credit where credit is due remember a few episodes ago when you did that whole episode on roller skates on a treadmill I, yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, you know, I was surfing in the Pacific Ocean. And I was like, you know, if David can roller skate on a treadmill while doing the show, right. then by God. Right. And I was roller skating backwards. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. right, obviously. Yeah, clearly. And doing some spins. Yeah. <laughs> you had those tight disco leather pants. I never leave the house without them. <laughs> Driving the girls crazy. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's where I originally got the idea because I was like, well, David can roller disco during in the show, surly, yeah. I can surf. Yeah. You know what I love about those skates? What? They have the goldfish in them. Right. <laughs> right. I, I doubled up on the disco. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention the goldfish yeah. in case yeah. we had any uh, PETA listeners. Right. Well, you know, yeah. I take them out when I'm not wearing them. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. you're no animal. Yeah. They are. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I'm not. Are they, though? They're fish. So Superman, Super Mario. They're fish. Oh. Fish not animals? They're mammal. They're not mammals. Fish are not mammals. Whales. Whales are mammals. Dolphins. As I learned in Seinfeld. Dolph- well, you didn't You didn't learn it when you were in the ocean? No. You I learned like- it watching Seinfeld. Oh, <laughs> 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 my God. That was remarkably on point. And then up came the whales. Yeah. yeah. So, so what are we saying? We're saying goldfish are not mammals, but they are animals. Yeah. Okay. So fish are they're animals. They're not mammals. Right. But they do have feelings, which oh, is obviously. why we don't eat them. If they didn't cry, we wouldn't have the ocean. That's not that's, that's not true, David. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking? It's all salty and everything from their tears. <laughs> all right. Super Please, Mario. David, can we focus Jeez. for one second? Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great alley. That was a lot of fun exploring that one. Okay, Super Mario drops on April 7th, 2023. It generated a lot of buzz because, oh, this is how we got on the topic. Yeah. Because I said I'm going to go out on an island. Yeah. Um, some people might say they're going out on a limb. Right. But with the hair and the surfboard, <laughs> I got to just say island. Right. I thought, it, I, th- I think Chris Pratt is fine. I mean, we heard. One line. One line. Right. <laughs> like two, two sentences. I, I read the online commentaries, yeah. uh, plural, <laughs> many, before I saw the trailer. So I was really expecting like bad. Yeah. And I feel like I'm going to go ahead and call it overreaction. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. Honestly, it's the thing is, is it's not the Mario we know. But whatever. I don't know what that means. Well, that's because you didn't, you're, you know, I don't want to say it, but. Old. Old. Er. Bra. Than me. <laughs> Bra. 
<laughs> okay, the next trailer is the first of two actually bad trailers. Oh, well, hold on. We no. talked about Chris Pratt, but I mean, we didn't talk about the actual oh, movie. Oh, okay, yeah, the movie. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario, I think it looks amazing. I think it looks great. I think Bowser looks awesome. Mm-hmm. The opening thing is funny. Yep. I, I'm fully on board. Yeah, they're throwing all these snowballs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you surrender? He's like, no. Do you yield, good sir? <laughs> I'm there for this. Yeah, I am 100% on board. Okay. All right, now we can finally move on. Okay. All right. Give me what you got. The Lair. Yeah. From everybody's favorite studio that we've never once mentioned on the show before, Eagle Films. Mm. This movie looks lame. Yeah. The trailer I watched had Arabic subtitles. Did yours? No. But I think it is an Arabic company. Yeah. So, uh, which, whatever, but I just thought that was an an interesting side note. It was, it's in English. Um, I don't know what what is it? It's about a soldier who finds a lair and there's an evil monster in it, and somehow they end up trapped in it. A bunch of the soldiers. We got and- budge, budget Mila Jovovich. Okay. And I mispronounced that name without on purpose. I just right. did it by accident. Yeah. Uh, but she looks like Mila did in in like straight out of Resident Evil. Yeah. So like a younger. It's a total knockoff. Yeah. She's. It's funny that there's this one in the next movie because right. she finds a bunker. And inside the bunker is some sort of right. creature. Right. And then army guys fight the creature. Right. I'm assuming there's two sides, and then they both come together to fight the creature. Okay. I'm assuming. We will never know because neither one of us will ever see this movie. this movie. Yeah. Now, the next movie is called Bunker. And what happens in this movie, David? This movie is more psychological damages of war. Yeah. There's a good line in this trailer where the guy in charge, one of the officers says, we will not succumb to hysteria on my watch. It's about a bunch of guys in in the trenches going crazy. Yeah. And it might be incredibly like good. This movie looks more, this movie definitely like, I don't really want to watch this movie, but it looks more, Interesting. It looks like a hard watch. Yeah. Yeah. It looks interesting. I want to say, and this is going to sound weird, but it sounds, and I'm not comparing the two, it sounds like Clockwork Orange. Okay. Like very heady, weird. Like, yeah. Like is stuff actually happening? Like what what forces, like brings a guy to start killing everyone else? Right, right, right. Type thing. The next movie might be what you told me was your favorite movie on this list. Negative. What? My favorite movie, the one I was referencing as being as low expectations and being pleasantly surprised was our trailer of you the week. You tell me this isn't your favorite movie in the Violent list? Night. Um, Kids vs. Aliens? Kids vs. Aliens is the worst trailer we've seen in a long yeah, time. I know, it's pretty horrible. But apparently, that's this, dire- like, that's this director's shtick is making these modern, horrible B-movies. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I was just staring at David, making him hover on that limb for a little while. I don't know. I mean, I feel like like that's fine, but um, well, it doesn't have to be for us. But it looks horrible. I would feel better about this movie if it was made by somebody who was young and learning how to make movies coming up the ladder. Right. I feel worse about this movie knowing that it's made by somebody whose shtick is making bad movies. Yeah, like if your talent, like. If you're a talented artist and then you have a show at a gallery right? and you show up for your show and hang a bunch of paper with stick figures 
and you say, oh, my shtick is drawing stick figures. Yeah. Then, like, no, don't waste my time. Show me what you got. Like, but on the other hand, if you're 22 years old and you've, you're making your first movie and you have this idea of kids versus aliens and the, mov- the movie is bad, but... You tried. But it's your first, you know, venture. Yeah. It's your debut. It's your coming out. Like, you're doing it. And your next movie is going to be a little bit better. Right. And good for you. Great. And then your next movie after that's going to be a little bit better yet. Right. Like that I can at least respect that you're on the journey. You're on a on a, you know, progress. You're you're learning, you're growing, you're improving, you're studying, you're committed to the craft. Right. This guy no. Yeah. I don't buy it. This reminded me of an unrelated thing <clears throat> where I was at your house and your wonderful wife made me pull a thing out of a bucket for something to do as a party trick and it was play us a song and i was like oh yeah whatever and i th- I was just like oh this isn't gonna happen and then you're like do you play the piano and i was like oh, yeah sure do and then you're like oh well, we have one and i was like well oh yeah cool no, and you took me to your baby grand yep then we sat down yep. and i thought oh this is just gonna be a little funny thing between me and Penn. yeah and then you brought like the whole party, the whole party into the room. Gather around, friends. <laughs> this, Gather around, children. This sounds like I'm making it up, yeah. but this happened. <laughs> and you were like, "What are you gonna play?" <laughs> and I just was like, pounded on it. I was like, "Sing me a song, Mr. Piano Man." Yeah. And you were like, "Do you know how to play the piano?" And I said, "No." <laughs> that was one of the high points of my life. Yeah. That was one of the most beautiful things in I've ever seen. In front of a seen. bunch of people. Yeah. I was just like, how devoted to this, <laughs> this throwaway lie am I going to be? <laughs> <laughs> You're like when George Costanza said he had a house on the Hamptons. Right. And he yeah. drove the whole way out with his future in-laws. <laughs> they knew he was lying. He knew he was lying. Nobody wanted to cave. Right. It's awesome. Exactly. That great was moment. a great New Year's Eve. <laughs> it was that was so amazing. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the last two are both, they look like they could be very hard to watch, but amazing, yeah. great-looking movies. The first one stars Will Smith. It's an, it's directed by Antoine Fuqua. 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 It hits theaters on December 2nd and streams on Apple TV on December 9th. The movie is called Emancipation. It's based on a true story about Will Smith, a slave during the Confederate, I guess, um, I was gonna say during the Confederate War, but- True story about Will Smith? Right. (laughs) That's what you said. That's what I said, sorry. I didn't mean that. It's a true story about- About Will Smith at the Oscars. About a guy, a person who's played by Will Smith when the slaves have been freed, but they're still down south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, David, the movie looks amazing, it doesn't does it? It does look really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. The next one here we have is called Women Talking. And I couldn't tell if this was a period piece or a more modern piece with women being taken advantage of. I wasn't really quite sure. Oh, interesting. Um, I think it's probably period piece. But yeah. it's basically like if you imagine like semi-colonial or Amish or uh, older right. or Mennonite or whatever. And the women are abused by the men. And told to submit, and the women start. They start talking. They start talking to each other and yeah. realizing that this is a bigger thing, and they have more power than mm-hmm. they thought they did on their own. They're not alone, and they start standing up. Yeah, this so, looks looks great. I don't know how yeah. it'll do commercially or whatever, but 
It does look, the acting looks really good. It's going to be an Oscar contender. It was it was directed by the guy who directed Nomadland. Oh yeah, yeah. And it star one of the smaller stars. Like there's the list of people that star in it, and then at the bottom it says and Francis McDormand. Yeah, and uh, or Dermot. Rory Mara is in it. Yeah, I or, mean there's a great cast. Yeah, the movie the movie looks amazing. It's gonna it's full of Oscar bait. Um, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our those are our trailers. There's a ton. I'm exhausted. Our trailers. I'm not too exhausted to talk about The Woman King, though. Oh, no. Let's rock. Let's do That's it. That's the movie we saw. This week we reviewed The Woman King. Yeah. This movie was fantastic. I loved it. I think, again, watching it in a critical eye, I think there were parts of the movie that were not needed and clearly added. I feel like they were clearly added by like the production team. Mm. like, oh, we need a love story. Mm. Or whatever. Even the mother-daughter thing like mm-hmm. wasn't even needed. Right. Um, that aspect of it, but although it certainly did it help, didn't humanize. take it away from yeah. the, from it at all. Yeah. No, I agree. I thought the movie was amazing. Um, there were there was nothing about it that was funny, but there were portions. There were moments that were light. You know what I mean? There was some. Yeah. There was where where it was appropriate. There was some levity and, um, but the action sequences were amazing. Uh, the story was compelling. Yeah, I was into it. It definitely came from a different point of view than I thought I was going to be. Thought Viola Davis, Davis was going to be the main character, and there's a young girl who's really the main character. Viola Davis is obviously a main character, but not the like protagonist. Yeah, I didn't really know where the movie was going to go. I didn't know how much it was really like out there, fictional versus some ties to reality and i thought it was oh and it's funny because like i didn't i may not have cared for the the love story but uh i did think it was it was interesting to see the juxtaposition of the there's a um there's a black guy that comes to uh africa with his white friend and they're from brazil and they're like they kind of like grew up together and they're great friends but right. then they get there and their dynamic changes totally because they're in Africa and he's black and right. like his he's not as respected anymore all of a sudden even by his friend treats him different yeah. once they're in that environment where everyone treats the the black people horribly and stuff yeah um, they even treat each other horribly and i think that's re- that's really what the movie is about is the, is the is the intercultural like horribleness yeah. that was going on. I don't think I'm going to, but it would be an interesting movie to watch again. I probably, yeah, I probably would only watch it again with someone else who hasn't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or I need uh, a lot of time. Yeah. But it is a very good movie and I do highly recommend seeing it. Agree. Good soundtrack, like score. That's the word. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Great score. Great score. Yep. Great. Great score. So I think, I mean, I don't know what else to really see because I don't want to spoil it. I and mean, there's not like a whole ton to spoil. And I think that's why I'm so trepidatious about m- mentioning too many plot lines yeah. or whatever. I, uh, I did think that um, I know there's a lot of new actresses in this, but I did feel like, uh, one, there is probably a lot of women that we will learn to know a lot better. Um, also, I felt that it was... I felt deficient in my knowledge of the stars that were in yeah. it. I should think I should know who they are better than uh, I do. Yeah. So I hope that Viola is included in the Oscar. I don't think it was good enough 
I don't think she was good enough for to win the Oscar for Best Actress. But Supporting. She was... No, I, I think she would be lead actress, but I'm saying she's good enough to get nominated. Like, she was... Yeah. Her performance was great. It wasn't all time... Like, now that I say that, I don't know who I would think of that should get it, but... Um, but she was great. Right. She was incredible. Right. Well, moving on, next week we're going to be watching Amsterdam, which uh, actually came out last week, but we were away and, and everything, so that'll be next week's, let's say, yeah. uh, little comedy starring a couple good people, uh, apparently not doing too well. It but stars everybody and their brother. Yeah. Christian Bale, Chris Rock. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. It's one of those movies that has so many people in it. Now, I will say it's not doing great, but it's not doing bad. I mean, it was yeah. the number two movie behind a massive kids movie, and the reviews have been positive. Right. So I think it's one of those movies that just might quietly you know, Keep stick going. around and be a really good choice uh, for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward. I'm glad that I'm glad that we're choosing to watch it next week. Uh, the, the other the only title that opens next week is Halloween Ends. Which neither oh, one of we us both are, wanted to see that. I know. Well, we're gonna what we don't do for the show, David. Yeah, you know that's tough. Yeah. Well, we have assigned a few interns to watch Halloween. Nights. I think <sighs> okay, Mont good. said he was. Mont's go. gonna get there. Yeah. Yep. With his applesauce. Yeah. Um, look, trying to get into listener feedback. Now okay. we put a call out. We were like, "Hey," <laughs> we said, "Hey." <laughs> yeah. We, we blew that conch shell that I brought back from Hawaii. Because we thought we were going to have a recording without a lot of news. Right. And then there was tons and then of there news. there was tons of news because yeah. we went too long. But we're still going to get to all the questions you sent in. So buckle it up. Starting with... We do the gobble gobble. We do the turkey wobble. We do the gobble gobble. Look, we got the mystery gobble straight up. He goes... This guy, this guy never misses a chance to take a shot. Right. And he says, since you will be recording tonight, and it's a short week since the last episode, can I expect a short podcast? I only have so many minutes, and I like to collect them whenever I can. To which I say, buckle up, because this is a super long podcast, right. fool. David and I, if you haven't figured this out. Yeah. David and I both have what the scientists call a defiant disorder. <laughs> Like, you tell us not to do something, we're, like, we're immediately doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't want me to oh, ride you, that wave, they oh, said? Right. And you were like, Rory, let's get out right. there. You want a short podcast? I got your short podcast right, right here, here. This buddy. is when we normally would end yep. it. Get buckled right. up, buddy, because <laughs> right. here comes a lot right. more. And I don't want you to, like, pause it and listen to the rest of it tomorrow no, on no. your way to work. I want you to sit in your driveway. And be late for work. <laughs> yeah. I want you to miss dinner. Yeah. What's your family got that we don't? Besides gimlets. <laughs> yeah, ask yourself. <laughs> right. That. Yeah. All right. So that was funny. That gave us a good hoot. Now, the the are, are all the rest questions? Yeah. No. There's some. Oh, okay. There's, I kept it everything grouped together per person. So we have a lot of questions. And then some okay. people just wrote in some stuff. All right. But it's mostly questions. <laughs> I, I want to do... We're, we'll go in order. Okay. But I'm letting you know ahead of time. I want to do the abacuses. Okay. All right. All right. So I guess uh, you want to do this one and I'll do the next one? Okay. So Tony Baloney writes in. <laughs> Tony Baloney writes in and says, what's your favorite lunch meat? You have to pick one. Baloney or anything but ham? Turkey. Peanut butter and jelly. Well, <laughs> that's not a lunch meat. 
Why do we have to pick meat? Because you don't want people to think you're weak. What? Because we hate the climate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We hate yeah, our planet. You like eat eggs though, right? No. 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 no eggs? I mean, I will. I will have no fish. No eggs. No fish. No dairy. No butter. Unless it's on a pizza. <laughs> so your favorite lunch meat is pizza. My favorite lunch meat is actually toast with hummus on it. Beyond. I will. Meat? I will make a nice English muffin, toast it up. I'll spread some hummus on it. Put some some um, sliced thin tomato on top of that. Oh, wow. Some everything but the bagel seasoning on top of that. Oh, it's so good. Sounds great. It is amazing. With some roast. And beef. nobody had to suffer for it. Wow. Yeah. I said turkey, nobody was stolen away beef. from their parents to make my sandwich. I don't. What are these people doing to the animals that you're eating? <laughs> Killing them. <laughs> I mean, oh, but besides that. Besides that. <laughs> Tony Baloney, what's your favorite lunch meat? David says turkey, and I say peanut butter and jelly. Your favorite guilty pleasure movie, although I think he wrote in and said your favorite guilty please movie. <laughs> Love it. The one movie you are actually embarrassed to admit that you like to watch, so much so that if a friend walks in the room, you would turn it off. I know I have one of these, and I can't think of what it is. There's something. Oh, you know, I really like Pan. That's one that no one likes. Hmm. What do you have? Do you have one? <laughs> the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. <laughs> no, I think I would pick one of the. Here's here's my answer. I'm not going to give you a good, satisfying answer because I can't like narrow it down. But I would go with like all of those rom coms from the '80s. Like Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, like all of those yeah. John Hughes movies. Like I just love an eighties rom com. Mm. Fat, I, I know this is not a John Hughes movie, but Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like any, and that's I know that's not a rom com, but you know what I mean. Right, let me give to you the genre: bad eighties comedy rom com. Anything like from the eighties, those pop culture. Yeah, <clears throat> you know what. It, I'm gonna go with Love Actually. Yeah. Okay. I I love that movie. Actually. Actually. Yeah. And people don't uh, seem to care for That's it. It's an or, underrated movie. Or ever want to watch it. Yeah. And it's it is so much so that when other people like if I you know no one else, there's no one else coming to the room when I'm watching movies but hypothetically I'm not gonna watch that with anyone else like yeah. I, I can never find anyone to watch Love Actually with me. You know it's a great love and story. I, I love to watch movies. It always gets forgotten What's and that? it's it's. It's funny as hell, but it's also like incredibly romantic. Mm. She's out of my league. Mm. This is a great movie. Sleepless in Seattle is another example of like a cheesy love movie that I would that I would love to watch. Hey, like, yeah, baby. I don't know if you know this or not, but Rory would agree. She's not out of your league, buddy. <laughs> Favorite movie line: You wish everyone knows. You you wish everyone knew, but does not. The moment you use it, instantly propels you into a socially awkward moment. <laughs> If you if you sent me that question and said who is this question from, I immediately would say it's got to be from Tony Baloney. Tony Baloney. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the Do you movie, have one because I, I have one I quote all the time. Oh my god, I've got plenty. Okay. Go ahead, you go first. The one that I quote all the time. Yeah. Do you just touch my butt? <laughs> What's that from? It's from Night of the Roxbury, <laughs> and, the, and the one boss is constantly like, "Did you just touch my butt?" And then his his uh, his assistant's always got an answer, and he's like. Sir, it's physically impossible for me to touch your butt from where I'm standing. And then he goes, something fishy's going on here <laughs> every time. Um, 
there's a bunch of Godfather quotes that I wish people knew, like when uh, the Godfather says, I spoil my children, as you can see. Um, but the quote that always comes to mind that I wish people knew was the um, the scene in Ocean's Eleven when Brad Pitt and George Clooney are standing in front of the elevator and George Clooney's trying to talk Brad Pitt into robbing the casinos. And Brad Pitt says, I need a reason. And George Clooney has a great little monologue about because the house always wins. Unless when you have the perfect hand, you bet it all and then you take the house. And it's just such an, like, a beautiful, great scene. And then they get in the elevator and Brad Pitt goes, did you rehearse that? <laughs> yeah, was it a little rushed? <laughs> like, anyway, anyway, whatever. Okay, so uh, question number four from Tony Baloney. Have you ever bought a birthday gift and never actually given it to its intended recipient? For example, let's say, hypothetically, you had bought uh, like a Dune poster for a beloved friend who adores Dune. Let's say, hypothetically, you had it framed to make it even more special and hypocritically put it in, let's say, an office and just never gave it to the beloved friend. Yeah. I don't understand hypocritically put it in, let's say, an office. It was, is that I think he was trying to do hypothetically. Oh, oh right. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going for expanding the wealth of emotions related to this. I don't think so. Hypothetical example. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never done that. Yeah, you've like never that. done no. that? No. 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 I feel like there's definitely been times I haven't given someone a gift for some reason, but uh, I cannot remember what. Have you ever bought why. someone a gift and then before you gave it to them, kept it for yourself? Yes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, they don't really deserve uh, this. So I'm just keep this is one. a pretty awesome gift. Yeah. Are they awesome? Eh. <laughs> I mean, I already spent the money, so right. it's not a big deal if I keep it. Right. right? I could get them a Starbucks gift card. They'll like right. that. They're not, they're, they'd be happy either right. way. They like coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. All, All right. right. Everyone's favorite sister wrote in. Uh, now, we talked about how I'm not real. And I'm just an AI that you pre-programmed. Right. Right. She says, I'm getting major Dr. Zola downloadings intelligence to computer vibes from the announcement. Is this David's villain origin story? Yeah. Like he's pretending to be this relaxed, good-natured dude when actually he's been plotting to take over the podcast world by downloading his AI voice. Now every podcast will be forced, will be forced to use it. What a plot, plot twist. twist. Yeah. Um, I think you know too much. And um, watch your back. If I knew what she knows, yeah, I would not be letting the world know that I know. Right. You know what I know that she knows that you know. That's bad. And too many people know. Yeah, you know that she knows. Right. You know that I know that you oh, know that I know. Oh, you know. Another quote that oh, I wish you know. Another quote that I wish more people knew is the entire Eddie Murphy catalog from the eighties. <laughs> I wish that they knew everything Eddie Murphy said <laughs> right. over the decade. Right. Ever. <laughs> Ever. That would be perfect. Right. <laughs> All right. She says, what is a movie that everyone loves, but you absolutely hate? Can't use Dancing with Aliens <laughs> because y'all talked about it already. Um, and I guess I can't use Venom or The Last Jedi because we talk about this all the time. Me? Yeah. Donnie fucking Darko. I hate that movie with such a passion. And it's for people who don't understand time travel and think they're smart, <laughs> but they're not smart. Ladies and gentlemen, David is animated. I'm telling you, I get so upset about that movie. It's not good. It's not smart. It's for dumb people. 
He just dropped his mic and stormed out of the office. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were going to get so heated so quickly. <laughs> I don't really have an as answer. As soon as I thought about it, I got mad. Yeah. I don't really have an answer for this, except I feel like uh, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to come up with an example, but there are definitely like entire franchises that I've just like. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, that's what I was going to say. But yeah. I like Lord of the Rings, but I'm just not as swept up in it as everybody acts like it's like the best franchise or like it's one of the all-time iconic movie franchises of all time. And I liked it. It was fine, but I, I don't put it on a shelf with Star Wars or Star Trek or even like Harry Potter or stuff like that. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go out on another limb and say Harry Potter is another example of a franchise that I like, but I don't put it in like – I don't – like it was fine. This is funny because I think that for you, it's hard to hate a movie everyone likes when you like whatever the last movie was you saw. <laughs> it's also hard to hate a movie that makes so much money. Right. You know? <laughs> like, you find a reason to love right, it. Right, right. I got a reason to love it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. When you were a kid, what was your favorite Halloween costume? I have, a, I have two great answers for this. Okay. The first answer is... And it's so funny because I have a picture. The only reason why I remember it is because there's a picture of it in one of our family photo albums. Oh, boy. I'm like five years old. I have a black turtleneck on and a monster mask. And while we were trick-or-treating, I was upset because people were not scared when they answered the door. <laughs> so my mom, dear old Grandma Robin, yeah, yeah, yeah. she hung a sign around my neck so that the next trick-or-treaters would know. And the sign said, I'm a very scary monster. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's perfect. Were you a big trick-or-treater? I was. I have to, like, I'm not making this up. But the truth is that I grew up in Brooklyn in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And there were a number of Halloweens when we, when it was not safe to trick or treat. Right. So we would go to people's houses. We would get like the, parties. the neighborhood boys and girls would all get together one year at this guy's house, one year at that family house. And we would all like be in a circle and trick or treat around the house. Wow. But I wanted to also answer my actual favorite costume. I was like a little bit older, but I want to say like 10, like nine or 10. And my dad helped me use boxes and make a robot costume. He painted them silver. It was not totally unlike when you dressed up as Optimus Prime. Well, I had inspiration from your right. photos. Or my Utes. Yeah. I only trick-or-treated once. Okay. And I was a pirate, so clearly the pirate is the way to go. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. All right. <coughs> the next question came from one of our favorites, the Abacus. He's got the hard-hitting questions. Here and I are. guarantee you he's got a spreadsheet yes. for our answers. Right. Are you ready? Yeah. His question was, where do you get off? What gives you the right? Who do you think you are? Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. Well, first off, when I used to have to work down here and I rode the bus, I got right. off at the end of Airport Road. <laughs> right. uh, secondly, uh, what gives me the right? Well, I'm not on the, I mean, it's either turn right or left. Yeah. You're not lefty. Yeah. So I'm righty. Yeah. So clearly. Uh, and who do you think you are? Um, it's clearly, I think that I'm David, the all-consuming AI. Yeah, I am John Malkovich over here. What? That's who I think I am. 
Actually, huh. I think I'm George Clooney when I wear my tux. That's true. That's true. <laughs> We've talked about but that before. But where do you get off? <laughs> right. He also wrote, I've, I read those. I have to say, I read those and literally laughed out loud and repeated them to Drew. And then I got home and repeated them to Amy. <laughs> and then I called Marley and repeated them to her. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I was so amused by those questions. Um, then he sent a follow-up email. Uh, how are the theaters doing with hiring shortages? Are you having trouble finding employees like many businesses or are you able to stay fully staffed? We are able, we are able to stay fully staffed. Um, it's tricky. I mean, we are currently fully staffed. We have managers um, and kids. Lots of kids want to work here because it's a pretty fun job. We have a great time. They get to watch movies. It's indoors. It's um, it's not the hardest job in the world. Sometimes right. you have to clean up gross things. Um, but other than that, it's a pretty, pretty fun job. Uh, it, we did lose quite a few managers during, not quite a few. We lost a handful of managers during COVID. Um, but no, we're okay. Um, iPhone or Android? iPhone. I'm Android. Really? Yeah. I never knew that about you. Well. <laughs> <laughs> now you do. Look at this, buddy. Oh, snap. Yeah. Top 10 Sarah writes in. Oh, my gosh. Is this Top 10 Sarah? Is this this Top 10 Sarah? What? It's the final, it's the final countdown. countdown. It's like you're listening to it. Was that pretty good? You were like directly onto it up until when he said final countdown again and you were still going <laughs> but you were like yeah. scary on reminder Penn does not have headphones so he right. does not hear the noises that's awesome I know I'm, I'm gonna give that a <laughs> anime wow Sarah writes in and says if Penn was the one in jail who would bail him out wait 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 I have a better question has either of you been in jail and if so for what Oh, she's she's getting real now, yeah, David. Pat, have you ever been in jail? <laughs> I have never been in jail, but I've been not even the, surf jail. I've been in the back of police cars. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, it's true. Why? I've had more than my fair share of run-ins with the law, and we'll just say that they all stem back to drinking and smoking weed. I have never been in jail or in the back of a police car for anything other than like a ride. But not, Wait, not because how, of being how do you a get fairy. a ride from a cop? Well, you know, like you know, like a cop is like, oh, drive the kids around the parking lot type thing. Oh, okay. Nothing yeah, like yeah. nothing serious, nothing like yeah. criminal or whatever. Um, maybe I haven't even for that. Maybe just thinking of a cab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've narrowly escaped. Oh. With uh, like without knowing. Yeah. So let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, right. At the end and then after high school. Yeah. Uh, it was before everyone had the internet in their house. Right. Right. Uh, in order, if you wanted to play video games with each other, you had to bring your video game system to someone else's house. Right. And you could hook them up and play like yeah. eight people or more. And uh, we would, every Friday, every Friday was Halo Night. Oh, awesome. And, and my friend and I hosted it at his apartment. Um, he was a little older, had an apartment. And my my buddy dealed dealed the weeds, yeah. Um, on the side, had some had some going on, and uh, 
he would have people coming in to get some, but also a lot of people were just coming in and out to hang out yeah. all the time. It was just a cool spot. Yeah. And we would do stoners versus non-stoners because I wasn't a smoker. Right. And my friends weren't smokers. So they would go, the way that the, the, the apartment was <laughs> laid it. out. That's a great through, idea. You'd come in through the kitchen, you'd go through the bedroom and then into the living room. Yeah. And so they'd close the living room door and put a, put a towel down and they would hotbox and they'd play in that room and there'd be four or more of them. And then me and my friends would be in the bedroom on that TV playing games. Yeah. And we would play until they passed out. <laughs> Usually like one or two in the morning. Yeah. Until somebody or, falls asleep. Yeah. But they, cause they, and these guys were really good normally. And then when they got high, they'd be even better. They'd oh. be like unbeatable. Oh no. And then next thing you know, they'd be in a corner just running because they'd be <laughs> like, they were like super stoned and, yeah. and out. And then we would just, we would literally just, Pack up our stuff, knock on the door, see ya, and you know they wouldn't even and, yeah. and leave. And so one of the times, we're walking out and we're all leaving, and the cops had been no like noticing people were coming in and out of this apartment all yeah. the time, and it was to play video games. And just so happened, I we were all walking out as a group. I turned the corner. The guys that all got walking forward, the cops stopped them to like twenty question them. Yeah. About what's going on? What are well, you doing? Well, that's fun getting twenty questions yeah. by the cops. Well, you, you dealing the yeah. you dealing the drugs and right. and no, we're just playing video games. So yeah, so you I dodged came, that bullet. I came close. That's I came a good close. story. She's another question. She said, "What is Hannah's favorite movie, and what is <laughs> Padmore and Cora's favorite movie?" Those are our respective pets. Yes, yes. Hannah, my amazing little dog. Mm -hmm. Her favorite movie, The Last Jedi. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Um, Caleb, Kayla, or Kayla, Hannah does not like any movie with animals in it. So upset. her favorite movie is any movie that has just humans and no questionable, you know, nothing questionable, no other dogs. No, she has, she is the only dog allowed in that house. Right. Even on TV. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, the cats don't care. Uh, <laughs> They're at not all. interested. But. Cora did take some aggression out on the TV the other day. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a thing that she does, but she's been doing this thing where if I'm walking around, she's chasing me around screaming for attention. Mm. And sometimes she'll get onto the the uh, TV stand. And this week, just the other day, I wasn't paying attention to her. I turned around to get something off the couch, and a she, I hear like a rabbit, like, and she's standing there, Kicking the TV until <laughs> until I turn around. Like, what are you doing? Also, don't do that. <laughs> also, don't do that. Yeah. All right, Chris All Productions, my man. <laughs> what is the first movie you can remember watching? Charlotte's Web, nineteen seventy three. I did not see it in the theaters. I don't even know if it was in the theaters, but I saw it in a church basement in the late seventies or the mid seventies. It was one right. of the, f the first movie I remember seeing in the theater was star Wars episode four. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know what the first movie first. We had this movie called the point that gave me nightmares. Hey. So that's probably one of the first movies I saw, but oh. star Wars was definitely on there. Yeah. Uh, Cause we had the tapes and stuff. Um, I don't know what the first movie I saw in the theater was. I know I saw beauty and the beast, but I had to have seen movies before that. Maybe the little mermaid. I'm looking up my bodyguard. Uh, not the Whitney Houston one, but the one that came out in the seventies. I, I saw that in the in the movie theater and it scared the hell out of me. Oh, Nineteen eighty. Really? I was nine years old when it came out, and <gasps> it scared the hell out of me. Yeah, 
Wow. Uh, he says, where are the PCP shirts that were promised? Yeah, David. Where <laughs> yeah. are the PCP shirts yeah. that were promised? Yeah. David. Yeah, Penn. David. Penn. Mr. I got it. I got, I got it. Handled. I got it. Don't worry Just about it. Just settle down. Just chill. <laughs> Just it's, it's totally happening. Mr. It's, it's totally happening. It's totally happening. Yeah, bro. It's totally happening, man. Just <laughs> Listen, chill. I talked Quit to, your day job, man. I talked to Rory. <laughs> yeah. We worked out a great design. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be totes the most. Okay. Moving on. He says, what book deserves to be made into a great movie that has not yet been made? And this can include books that have already been adapted, but were done unsatisfactory. <laughs> I was just reading ahead. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <coughs> Did you catch that question? I did. There's a book uh, that uh, it's called Midnight in Sicily. Okay. And it is an incredible book. It's it's uh, it interweaves um, takes place in Italy, but it's also like it takes place in present day. But in 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 order to adequately tell the present day story of the trial of this mob boss, it goes back to sort of bring you up to speed, the history of the mob, specifically how it relates to this particular guy who's on trial. And um, I don't know if it was made into a movie or not that I just never was aware of, but it's an incredible book and it would make an absolutely incredible movie. Wow. Yeah, Midnight in Sicily. Mm. I've read it three or four times and it's it's the kind of book that you could, I could just easily, like when you could watch a movie that you've already seen, I could easily pick this book up and read it. Um, you know, I might've said... Dune up until recently. Right. Um, but I'm actually going to go with, you You know, I talk about Dune all the time. You're probably like, yeah. what's your favorite book? Right. Dune is my favorite series okay. of all time. But my favorite book is Battlestar Galactica. Ooh. Not Battlestar Galactica, Battlefield Earth. I was going to say, I never knew that was a book. Yeah, Battlefield Earth. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. I, Battlefield Earth. Yeah. Um, and it was made into a horrible movie with uh, um, John. Candy? Yeah. John Travolta. Lithgow? John Lithgow. John John Lithgow, John Candy, John Travolta. They made a movie. That's another movie that I should be embarrassed how much I like it is Look Who's Talking. Look Who's Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great movie. Mm, but look who's talking now. Yeah. It was a sequel. Uh I'm gonna say Battlefield Earth. Okay. The movie is horrible, the book is amazing. Yeah. Okay. There was once mention of T shirts. Are those still <laughs> forthcoming? Yes. Okay, moving on. If David and Penn had to switch lives for a day, what would be the best and worst parts for each of them? I thought that where this question was going is who makes out better? And the answer is obviously you would make, I would make out better as you. Oh, really? Yeah. Because Frida. <laughs> for a day, sure. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, just let it's that sit in for a while. And then and you're like, David. Uh, <laughs> Everywhere I walk, driving the girls crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. No, I'm so driving what, crazy around the girls. You got the, that wrong. The best and worst part, the best for me would be to finally be able to remember things about all the movies that I've seen. <laughs> Wait, it says that you just switched lives. You didn't be, you aren't me, me, are you? Oh. It's like if you and I were like, yo, tomorrow, wake up, we're going to spend the night at my house, wake up, go to my job. Oh. And live my life, right? Oh, no? Well, then I'd have to, obviously, the best part or would, would maybe be that. Do you sick have to pretend to display. be me? You're you, but you have to pretend. Oh, that is pretty sick computers. It's curved. Yeah. It's, David has the ultimate it's pretty, it's, gaming it's, setup. It's, well, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a 
the ultimate computer setup. Computer. It's a. It's. I mean, who needs two monitors when you've right. got two and a half one monitors? Massive. One movie. One massive. And it's curved. Oh, it's uh, a it's thing the, of beauty. The the Samsung G9. Yes. Monitor. Oof. It's. It's dope. It was a hard sell. Yeah. It was on sale, and right. I'm so glad I got it. It's so yeah. nice. Like it's so nice for just workflow. Right. It's good for gaming too. I'm right. not gonna lie, but. I mostly use it for like editing and stuff like that. And it's just so nice. Right. The worst part would be having to take care of cats. Oh my God. That smell. It's just <laughs> last night I crawled into bed. And this is a story I haven't had in a long time. And I'm like, I'm so tired. I rolled over into a wet spot. <laughs> Stupid cats. There was a guy in the house yesterday when I wasn't there. And so they got scared. Um, man, the hardest thing for me in your life how am I going to be that cool for a day? Right. You know? A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. I don't have the hair for it. Right. You clearly. People will catch on real quick. Right. Wouldn't you just ten. put it like a wig on? Like I a, might have to. Yeah, like a colonial. I have a I have a barf wig. I pig, I picture you with like one of those like from the 1700s, the colonial <laughs> with, wig. With the big bow, yeah. too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No. Right. Um, anyway. That'd be pretty crazy. Hard to be so giving all all of your family members enough attention. Right. Oh boy. That would be yeah. the true <laughs> test, test of my skills. Right. Yeah. All right. If you saw a man who had been robbed of his clothes on a harsh winter's day, <laughs> would you give him a Penn Cinema podcast T-shirt, or just talk about it for a bit and then leave him to freeze? I would definitely talk about it for a bit and then leave him to freeze. Yeah. And I would assure him <laughs> it's coming. That it was coming don't, right back. Don't, give me a minute. Right. Don't let anybody else give you any clothes. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm coming right back. This T-shirt right. is a done deal. Right. It's coming. Yes. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> David, did you see the email that I sent out? Everybody who wrote in an email to with questions, right? Because they were expecting a show last week, right? And then at the last minute, we had to cancel, right? And so I sent an email out to everybody. It was just to the people who had written in right. with questions, and I was letting them know, like, hey, the show got canceled. And in in, in substitution, I submitted answers to all their questions. <laughs> they were all fictional questions. Right. I listed like the most up. random questions I ever could. That was good, right? Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. It's great. It's that great. Was, that was a lot of fun. It's great. Drew writes in. Mm. You might know Drew. Yeah, I think I've met. Yeah, you met him once or twice. He says, if you were going to get a t-shirt he used designed. To work, Drew used to work in the box office at Penn Cinema. Right. When he was like 15. He was a kid. He used, he used right. to work at the box office. And now he's some sort of big shot movie general manager guy. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Where? He's something. He's definitely He's a, something. He's definitely something. Yeah. Uh I hear he does a mean Christmas decoration. Oh my god. You have never I I promise you. You do not know anybody who loves Christmas and decorating for Christmas as much as Drew Schaefer. Mm, my gosh. It's what one a, of what my, a dude. It's one of my favorite things about him. Well, he says if you were going to get a t-shirt designed and printed, is there a tagline you'd like to put on it? To which I read this and I was like, is he just talking to you and me just to talk to you and me about yeah. actually getting this done? Or yeah. is this a question for the show? Yeah. I left it for the show. I think if we were going to have a tagline, our go-to tagline was a great thing you just threw out there. Of all the podcasts out there, we're one of them. There you go. Yeah. I've always thought that's a great descriptor. Okay. That's, of, that kind of says it all. Yeah. What's the show about? I mean... You'll figure it out. <laughs> there's a long, what's the show at? And there's a long pause. All right. Trailer Master Jason 
Oh, wait, no. Frodo. Frodo, 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 Frodo. Frodo. Are there any niche tropes or cliches that are particular pet peeves as yours? I think I've mentioned on the show many times, my biggest pet peeve in movies is the 20 bad guys shooting at the one good guy. None of them can hit the good guy. But then the good guy turns around and kills 20 of them with three shots. Easy. I hate that. I've done that a million times. Right. Yeah. Um, Man, what am I? I? I don't even know how to answer this question. I've been thinking about it. And I'm sure that I've mentioned stuff. I just can't off the top of my head. She then goes on to say, conversely, are there any that you're a sucker for? Any that you really love when they pop up in something? Give me your opinions on crystallized literary trends. I, the, oh, I have another pet peeve, which is the romance that is thwarted by an easily rectified lie. Like somebody says like, oh no, I don't work here. And then they fall in love and later he has to reveal that he does work here. Right. And that somehow ruins the whole romance. Yeah. Like, nah, like. I'm a sucker for when the trope of someone who uh, didn't realize that someone else cared about them. And then all of a sudden they're like, they did all those things because they care about me. And I'm like, ah, the friends were the ones we made along the way. <laughs> the one that I love that I'm a sucker for is uh, you see it mostly in comedies, but uh, the fish out of water. Mm. You know, the the person who finds themselves in an environment they're not used to and does all kinds is of. Is that funny... why you don't think fish are animals? You think they're people, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. That makes sense. I love uh, a fish out of water. Here's a big one. Yeah, she says I vaguely recall it being mentioned at some point that Amy makes particularly good soup now uh, my wife amy yeah your wife amy which is spelled by the way a-i-m-e-e yeah it's aim that gun right at me e right yeah or something now it is entirely possible i'm misremembering an anecdote but i know it was on the podcast i don't recall what kind of soup in particular it was maybe tomato but i'm going off the chance either of you might happen to know what it is i'm remembering i'm one of those it's one of those things that's stuck in my head I figured I'd ask. Um, and she says, I love a good soup. Any chance I could get the recipe? I am a profligate liker of soup. I've gone on record that soup fucking slaps. Yeah. So good for you, Frodo. So I asked Amy, I brought this question home. Yeah. And I asked Amy, what, you know, what are we doing? And she said she would be willing to share her Italian wedding soup recipe. Oh my gosh. So we will try to get that. See, here's the thing though. Do we do a special pencil podcast cooking episode? Maybe we do. Maybe we do. Bring the mics to my house. Yeah. (laughs) If if we film anything. Right. We'll stand on each side of Amy with microphones and make her talk. Amy is like me and Amy are yin and yang. Or or does she tell us to make it? Right. Well, anyway, here's the thing. First of all, you remember completely correctly. Amy makes great soup. Yeah. She does make a great tomato soup, which I may very well have talked about on the show. But- like any good artist, she's not limited to one. Like she, like if she makes a soup, the soup's amazing. Yeah. She makes great soup, chicken soup, lentil soup, minestrone, Italian wedding soup, tomato soup, pumpkin soup. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, she, I think she said, so I brought this question home and asked her and I said, hey, honey, we got this, you know, listeners that are asking for soup recipes. So we'll, I think she said she would post the Italian wedding soup recipe. Oh, but what I was getting at is, like many good artists, she does not really use recipes anymore. Mm. Like she pretty much just makes it the way she was taught by her mom and the way she's learned and experimented over the years. She just has a great knack for making it really good. Well, you know, like all great art, 
um, beauty is subjective. Yeah. So I'm um, just saying, uh, <clears throat> Amy, I'm here every week and, you know, a quart of soup goes a long way for just a <laughs> single guy looking to eat lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't say no to a quart of pumpkin soup? Nah, nah, bro. Not, bro. not, not some of that Amy specialty stuff. Oh my God, stuff. it's so good. Trailer Master Jason writes in pen, you mentioned you like going to other theaters when you travel just to see what the experience is like there. Has there ever been another theater that inspired something to change here? Yes and no. Uh, there's never been another theater that has inspired me to change something here. Um, mostly because some of the things where I've been to other theaters and seen cool stuff is like construction stuff. Like, mm. well, my theater's already built. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't move the the layout of the building. The problem, I think, is you probably see the dollar signs behind everything, too. Oh, well, that's true, too. Right. What I will say, and we've talked about this when we've talked about the history of theater, is that um, most, almost all of what we built when we built the first Penn Cinema in Lidditz in 2008 was um, based on ideas that I got from visiting theaters my whole life, but specifically um, as we were beginning to put the pieces together. Um, so for the, the, a couple things that specifically um, linger in my head is uh, a guy, um, oh, shoot, Marv Troutman, uh, who's uh, owned theaters and now he's older and retired. Uh, but Marv took me on a tour of his theater in Camp Hill and um we designed the layout of our booth, our projection booth, almost entirely based on that conversation with him about, you know, being able to see the whole length of the booth and being able to make it easy for one person to run the booth. And then that that mirrors down on the first floor where you have one main hallway. So if you've been in other theaters, um, there's lots of corners and, you know, you feel like you're really trudging a long way. So the distance might be just as far at Penn Cinema, but if you're just going down a straight hallway, it doesn't feel as long as if you're turning corners and you know going left and right. So we really built our theaters with the um, concept of simplicity in mind, which is something that I stole from them. And the other thing that Marv taught me on that that day was that you build your theater for the day after Thanksgiving. So you build your theater to be able to handle the big crowd on Black Friday, um, and then you work backwards from that. Yeah. Now, uh, he asked if I had any interesting stories or experiences from other theaters. Um, of course I do. I don't, again, it's hard to think of it on, off the top of my head, but here's what I'm going to say to that. Um, things that you're like, oh, what did you experience at other theaters that then Penn brought to this theater? I'm not going to say that he did, but let's go back to way back when you used to come on my show, The Lancast, and I oh, remember multiple times. I knew you were going to go here with this. I'm like, hey, Penn. I experienced recliners. Like, what's up, dude? You gonna get recliners here? No, never. And We're Penn never gonna get recliners. Never. No, I'm not gonna do that. Why? And would I, I had. Why long, would I do that? I had long and thoughtful explanations for why I was never gonna get recliners. Reducing the amount of people in here. And blah, I resented. Blah, blah. And you said to me, "You, one of our great loyal customers." Yeah. You said to me, "I respect your position." But I have friends who are only going to go to other theaters because that's where the recliners are. Right. And I was slow to pick up on what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're and right. Then all of a sudden, recliners. recliners. Penn and then I was like, I think another year, I was like, Penn, I'm hearing about this uh, 
assigned seating thing they're doing. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. No, we're never going to do assigned Never going to do, never do that, right. he said. Never in a bajillion, gadillion years. Right. And uh, look at us now. And you, before either one of those, you said, why don't you build, why don't you add an IMAX? Oh, that's and true. And I said, too. no, I'm never going to build gonna an IMAX. That. And here we are. Here we you are. know, it's funny though. If if you hadn't had such a, a strong uh, aversion mm. to assigned seating, or if you had been a, a, ahead of the curve, yeah, we would have never been friends. True. That's exactly that's, a that's, great that's point. Because that, we met because of a seating issue that yeah. I had, and that's how we started talking. Yeah, that's crazy, right? I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to refer to the fact that you came many hours early for a midnight show and we, we would chat in the lobby. I would always see you in the lobby. Yeah. But I think yeah. we didn't start chatting until after right. That's how our initial meeting is I wrote a, a complaint. Because of the in. seats. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was like, oh, there's that guy. Yeah. There's that seat guy. That seat, let me, let me try and schmooze him up. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hey, what's hey, up, man? I'm wearing Optimus Prime costume. At, at one time I was your Rory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went home and I was like, I just met this guy. His name was David. I'm going to be just like him with my Optimus Prime costume. <laughs> from um, Jason also referenced something that is, is really interesting. Um, he referenced the recent editions of computer screens outside of the theater to show the movie poster of what's playing. Uh, he's a big fan of movie posters, so it adds that cool extra last-second experience before going into the movies. Plus, it creates an easy spot for selfies. Um, that's a great example of something that... Um, so there's a whole industry of people that supply stuff for movie theaters, and we get advertisements, catalogs, brochures, postcards many, many years before they're realistic. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that quite correctly. I'm, that might even be an exaggeration. But the point is, like, it's kind of like when something cool comes out and your friend gets one before you do, you know, and you're like, oh, man, yeah. that's cool. So, like, I've definitely, like, been to theaters and seen the the digital movie posters outside of the, the entry doors and been like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I knew about it. I didn't get the idea from them. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, that is cool. That is cool looking. I, you know, we need to. So there's sort of in a whole industry of upgrades and, and equipment and, and elements that you can add to your theater that it's the combination of the marketing from the people who are selling them combined with as I travel and go to other theaters, um, I see things and I'm like, oh, that does look really cool. I'm going to I'm going to get those for our theater. And then one last comment. And. I know you guys are all going to think I'm like being arrogant for saying this, but a lot of times I go to other theaters and I'm like blown away at how dirty they are mm -hmm. and how the staff is like uninterested in us being there. And it, it redoubles my commitment to keeping the theaters clean. And I always come home from trips when I've been to other theaters and like thank my staff for being amazing. Cause we do have an amazing staff and, and what, it's, it's like seeing how other theaters operate with a lame staff makes me really appreciate what great kids we have here at Penn Cinema. Yeah, for sure. I think those are the questions. Yeah, it would be cool if those, um, I always thought it would be cool if the trailer, not with audio, but if the trailer played the trailer on trailer was running. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember things. the signs we had when we first opened? They were like, they were, we thought they were cutting edge. Well, they were cutting edge. They hung from the ceiling. They were like long 
horizontal black boxes and it said up to 13 letters. It said the name of the movie. Yeah. God forbid it was more than 13 oh. spaces. And then it had the time. Yeah, yeah. And at least half of the time they were all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and there Perfect. were many days when we had to literally just unplug the system and hang a piece of tape and put a piece of paper on the door. <laughs> said, 345 Casino Royale. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we've, we've come a long way. Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right. We're on to our last part of the show. I know everyone's ready for it because it's been a while since we've been here. Yeah. What do you, what have you been doing outside of your race? Yep. Outside of the theater? Yep. What's your world? I'm reading My Policeman. Really? Yeah. Is it I, good? It, it is so far. I mean, I'm only a couple chapters in, two or three chapters in. But um, I'm really enjoying it. It's a really funny story. Uh, one of our managers here, Brooke, um, came and – put this movie on my radar okay. and then we booked it. We talked about it on yeah. the show and then I booked it and now we're opening it on October 21st. So I started, this movie was like on my radar. It was a true story. I was cleaning out. Um, I don't even know what to call it. Like a chest of drawers at my house that I keep junk in. And this book was in there. Really? My policeman. And one of the, one of the studios had sent it to me as a gift like years ago. And I don't know why they had it, like why it mattered, but I put it in the drawer with some other shit that they sent. And it was like crystal clean, like nobody had ever touched it or looked at it. And I was like, oh my God, that's the book that Brooke was talking about. So so I just started reading it and it's so far so good. And then also um, I started watching, or I completed a two-part documentary about Bob Dylan called No Direction Home that was directed by Martin Scorsese, which was incredible. And I've also started watching the show on Showtime called Billions, which mm, is a few years yeah. old. It's all right. It's fine. But it's not. <laughs> is that like, the one with The Rock? No, it's Paul Giamatti. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, some yeah. other guy who's famous, but I can't think of his name. I love Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. But the mo- the series itself is like, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't go running, so I clearly had a lot more time to like right. be stupid. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just some things, you know, there's stuff that's going on that I've been keeping up. Andor's great. She-Hulk's last, last episode. You get the last episode of She-Hulk? No, I haven't. You got to watch the last right. episode. It's right. so good. Um, of course, I've been watching House of Dragons, but I've restarted watching Game of Thrones, which I'm still, I'm enjoying uh, rewatching that. Uh, I got caught up with Doctor Who, the, the most current Doctor, Jodie Whittaker. Uh, big fan. I think that she did some pretty cool stuff with Doctor Who. The next episode, she regenerates into a new actor. Um, so that'll be interesting. Pen, watch Werewolf by Night. Uh, I'm not saying it's amazing. Is but a movie or a show? It's a 55-minute Marvel special one-off. And so it's their ho- it's like basically like a Halloween special um, that will probably wind up being part of other things. But... It's a one thing. It's not an origin story. It's made to look and feel like you're watching a black and white horror film. Oh, I remember like an, I an watched old monster I, movie. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this, and surprisingly, it's it's pretty good. It's not like the best or anything. Yeah, but it's good. Um, here's some crazy. Well, uh, we our our movie for this month was Rocky Three. It's great. Not much to it. Whatever. <laughs> We may not have done the theater last week, mm. but I went to the theater last oh, week snap. and I saw Kinky Boots, mm. which I did not know anything about. And I had a great time. At the Fulton. At the Fulton. Yeah. It's amazing. And then I saw that there's uh, some other stuff coming to the Fulton. I think I'm pretty interested in yeah. seeing some of their other shows this year. Fulton has a great lineup. Yeah. 
So, uh, and, it, and you know, gallery seats are not that expensive. So hit yes. up the Fulton for some stuff. Here's something that I, I, I put stuff on while I'm like the Doctor Who and stuff. That's usually while I cook. Mm. It's my cook show. Interesting. But I'm done with that. So I needed yeah. something else. Yeah. And I said, what else is out there that doesn't take a lot of attention that I've been interested in that I haven't really hit? I Years ago, I started watching The Crown. I think I watched three episodes and I dropped off. Mm. And I dropped off right when she became queen. Little did I know that's when it kicks off for real and I'm loving it. Oh my God. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I, I'm actually like, do I want to watch more when I'm doing other things? I'm like, no. Leave this for when you're cooking. Like, yeah. make this your cooking show. Uh, unlike some people who can start reading a book and then you know continually slowly read it over years. Yeah. Like I don't know. Whoever, Maybe do whoever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I generally cannot read more than one thing at one time. <laughs> and let me tell you, right now has been a stretch for me. I have been pushed to some limits that I have not felt since high school <laughs> when I had to focus on thing more than one oh, thing. Oh boy. I have. <laughs> Read and completed New Spring by Robert Jordan. Mm -hmm. I'm also reading A Clash of Kings by George R.R. Martin. Mm. And I'm reading a book called When a Lady Meets Her Valentine by Alice Kirk. Uh, all of these books are things that I'm currently reading and maintaining in my head at the same time. It hurts. <laughs> I'm doing it. All of them have gone very slowly as a result, but I'm getting it done because I almost started reading Paper Girls again, and I was like, no, finish You're these so other books first, David. You're so brave. I know. It takes a lot to be a hero, but I've done it. <laughs> hashtag survivor. <laughs> yeah, hashtag survivor. Yeah, as I almost finished with all of them. All right. That's the show. Can yeah. you believe it? We missed a week, and we came back with a double-length episode. Boom. We were like... Boom, Mystery Dr. Gobble Dr. wants it short. Yeah. How about twice as long? How about twice? Yeah. All right. Char there's a slight upcharge for this show. Right. Yeah. At least it'll be It'll be noted in your next bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so next week we're going to be reading or reading. We're going to be watching Amsterdam. Right. Uh, look, if you want to be a part of the show, like so many people did this time, right. the best way to do that yeah. is to email us podcast at pencinema.com. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we said that enough this episode. Podcast at pencinema.com. Dot com. There's also stuff over at Facebook. You should check that out if you've got some time. And, you know, leave a five-star review somewhere, anywhere. Mm. I don't care if it's a restaurant. Just mention the podcast. Yeah. Five-star review. But if you want to support the show, Penn, what's the number one way to do that? Well, what I, I, I was not aware of this until recently. Yeah. But apparently what, what the cool kids are doing okay. is when they're out on their surfboard <laughs> – yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And some other wanker is like, hang 10, dude. <laughs> then they write, they shout back like, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you want to do. So next time you're surfing, do not have to be I, right now. I do it so you know, But when you're, next time you're surfing, yeah. you know, just start spreading the word through the surf community and that'll really help the podcast. Yeah. Hang 10, it. dude. Hang listen 10 to the show, bro. Your podcast, your phone. <laughs> listen to him later. I bet you Rory could have his phone while he's surfing. Oh no doubt, it yeah. wouldn't even get wet. No, I'm yeah. saying he'd yeah. have it right there with his sunglasses. <laughs> What'd you say, bro? Just listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. Can't hear you over the Penn Cinema podcast. I did. And if you don't surf for some, I mean. There's no way we have a listener that doesn't surf, right? Do you even respect yourself? That's the very first question. Right. You first need to ask yourself some hard questions. Yeah. But yeah. it's worth it in the name of personal growth. Yeah. But if for some reason, even after 
intense reflection. Oh yeah. You still. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> David, you kill me. You killing me. I am just over here em- emphatically like following along. David goes, all right. Um, if for some reason, upon intense reflection, you still don't go out surfing, then just tell a friend about the show. Yeah. Just tell a friend how much you enjoy listening to the Pennsylvania podcast, and we would really appreciate it. Yeah. If you can get a hold of them, they're probably surfing. Yeah. <laughs> Like as you should be too. Right. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to project my expectations yeah. onto you. Right. You know, like they do for what's his face. But yeah. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, once again for the Pennsylvania podcast, I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.